You're listening to the Christian Single Moms Podcast. This is the Christian Single Moms Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Donnelly. On the podcast here, it's about discovering you on the journey through. I'm a firm believer that despite the things that we might be going through in our lives, that you can become the woman that God has designed for you to be, and that it can actually happen through heartbreak and through brokenness. I'm here to journey with you as we discover life as we've never known it before, fulfilling, free, and full of purpose. In this episode, we're going to talk about the holidays as a single mom and times when the holidays just hurt. We'd like to think that Christmas and Thanksgiving are reflections of seasons of joy and hope, but the reality is these seasons are often full of triggers, and we may be going through this season feeling a little less than festive. I know there are a lot of resources out there that will talk about how to deal with family conflict and painful family associations at the holidays, but I want to focus specifically on those times where the holidays bring back some pain when it comes to facing the reality again that you're a single parent. I just wrote a new article for Focus on the Family called When the Holidays Hurt, and I want to elaborate a little bit on some of the things that I talk about in that article. Last year at Thanksgiving was a little, let's just say it was bumpy, and so I would like to share a little bit of that journey with you and encourage you with some things that I learned during that process. The holidays also can just aggravate those feelings of loneliness, just that reality that we are going through this alone and it's not supposed to be this way this is not the way that we had planned it out to help walk through the holiday season with you i want you to know that there is a new e-course that i've created called from lonely to alive a single mom's guide to life and love and i specifically launched it during this time frame because the holidays just can be so rough and it's important for us to take some time to reconnect with ourselves and to pour into ourselves during the holidays so we don't get burnt out it's already difficult trying to do these things on our own. And so carving out a little time, just 10 or 15 minutes a week will help make the difference when it comes to being able to address those feelings of loneliness, but then also create some patterns that will carry you through into the new year. I believe that in singleness, we can still have life rich and abundant and thriving. And so the first step in this is actually to go take a quiz that talks about your specific loneliness type. Loneliness is not something that we all experience in the same way. And so if you go to agapemoms.com forward slash quiz, you can have a look at that quiz and then learn more about whether or not that course would be a good fit for you. So with that, it's actually the perfect setup to what I want to talk about today. In my loneliness type, I'm the kind of person that pushes through instead of dealing with emotions. And so that's a little bit of what happened to me last year at Thanksgiving. And as I mentioned, I talk a little bit about this in the article I wrote for Focus on the Family, but I want to give you a little bit more of the nitty gritty that didn't fit into the word count of that article. So Thanksgiving happens to be one of my most favorite holidays. I know a lot of people look at Thanksgiving as kind of in the way on the way to Christmas. But I am definitely a purist. I do not put up my Christmas tree or start playing any Christmas music prior to Thanksgiving. No judgment if you do. I just think it's really special to have the opportunity to really reflect on our blessings as we go into that season of joy and season of giving. So for me, last year, I knew things were going to look a little different. It was my first Thanksgiving without my kids there. And to give you kind of a flashback to my life before, 
I had all of these Thanksgiving traditions built around the fact that I just do love Thanksgiving so much. What that looked like was getting up at oh dark 30 and putting on some goofy Thanksgiving costumes and going down to the downtown plaza to run a turkey trot with my family. And then we'd drive back up and I'd start the cooking, but we'd also have the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade running in the background. And no matter what, no matter what I was into or chopping or seasoning or whatever the case was, I stopped everything that I was doing to sit and watch the Radio City Rockettes with my kids. And it's something that I just love the Rockettes, their glittering costumes and their high kicks ever since I was a little girl. And watching my kids enjoy that alongside of me just always brought tears to my eyes. And we'd always celebrate dinner with a rotating cast of characters when it came to different family and friends that would join us from year to year. And then we'd cozy up on the couch with a roaring fire in front of us and pull out the Black Friday ads from the paper that day. And the kids would start making their wish lists for Christmas. So as you can imagine, last year, none of this was going to happen. The fact of doing a turkey trot by myself just reminded me that I was going to be there alone. And I didn't feel like doing that. There was going to be no coziness by the fire. And so I just determined, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to remake this holiday. I'm going to do it totally differently and have these new traditions for the years that I would be on my own. So I had some friends who were planning to serve Thanksgiving meals at a local church. And so I thought, oh, perfect. Like serving other people is exactly what I need to do to get into that festive and thankful mood. But wouldn't you know it, I was congested and not feeling great those last few days before Thanksgiving. And so I woke up on Thanksgiving morning feeling kind of run down. But I thought, nope, this is not going to stop me in my tracks. So I drove down there and I got there kind of late though. And what happened was I was assigned to be a door greeter. And so in my typical fashion, I said, oh, that's fine. I'll, I'll make make something out of this. And what happened was it, it kind of ended up where I was a bystander to all of the fun that was going on. And it was not intentional, but I was outside the hall and the people inside the hall, all I could see were people laughing and smiling and hugging and packing meals as I was standing there just kind of holding the door open. It's like a human door stopper. And that's when I felt it. I could just feel the tears just coming up. My face was hot. I was flushed. And I started to panic. And I was like, no, this cannot happen. This is not how my new holiday alone is going to go. I'm going to push through. And so I found my way into the meeting hall and was able to connect with some people. And I thought, all right, no problem. Disaster averted. Everything was okay for a little while. But then everyone kind of started cleaning up and packing up to go home. And they were laughing and talking about all the plans that they had with their family and friends. And even though I had plans, it just reminded me that I was going to get in that car and I was going to drive home alone. And all I could think about, I looked down at my watch and realized it was time for the parade. And I just thought about my kids watching that parade without me. And I just couldn't handle it. I got into the car and I cried and cranked up some worship music. But again, I came back around and said, all right, Michelle, you can do this. And so I drove home and got my side dish ready and drove to my parents' house. And when I got to my parents' house, it was time for the meal. And we all circled up together in the kitchen and we prayed. And as we're standing there, my dad's praying for all of us. 
I just realize how quiet it is that normally during this prayer, I might be holding one of my children close to me to keep them from scampering off or shushing another one to keep them focused on what we were doing in that moment. And I just realized how awfully quiet everything was. And so we got through the prayer, but then my family has another tradition and it's where we circle up and we talk about the thing that we're most thankful for that year. And it took every last bit of strength I had out of me because I realized that three of the things that I am most thankful for in my life were not there standing with me. And then all of those feelings came flooding. The fact that I was even having to deal with this all came from something that had happened to me, things that I had allowed, choices that I had made. And where we're supposed to be there praying and being thankful, I was just aware of how broken I was. After the prayer time was over and everybody was getting their food together, I went out to the garage to get something to drink and my dad had caught me kind of tearing up and followed me into the laundry room. And right there, I turned around and I just looked at him with the most pitiful look, I'm sure, and I just cried. And he didn't say anything. He just hugged me because he knew. He knew this year that everything was not right. And there was no amount of pushing through or convincing myself it was going to be okay or creating new traditions that was going to make it okay. It was just not okay. And I did feel in that moment, though, I did feel so much of God wrapping his own arms around me in the fact that I knew that I was still loved and that I belonged and that there were other people who were hurting right alongside of me. But I had to let it out. I had to let it show. I had to accept that this was where I was at and stop trying to push through, stop trying to cover it all up and just realize that this year it was going to be different. It was not going to be okay. Since that time, I spent a lot of time reflecting on what I had done and what I was learning and what God wanted to show me in that season. And in his tender way, God revealed to me that there are going to be those times that we just have to pause and understand that we're in a different season and that he wants to meet us in that. Ecclesiastes 3 from the NLT says that there's a time for everything, that for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance. Now that's all the way up through verse 4. And I realized that I had not been giving myself that time to grieve, that I was trying to put on my best happy face to make this holiday something that it just was not designed to be. And by doing that, I was actually missing out on God's opportunity to heal me in some of that and to just show his compassion for me. And that when I stopped trying to just push through it on my own, that that compassion came so, so clearly, just rushing in like a flood. You know, so often I think we can get caught up in these supposed to be's that we're supposed to have a good time, that we're supposed to feel joyful, we're supposed to show up a certain way, we're supposed to be a certain person. And the fact of the matter is, those are just opportunities for shame that supposed to be and shoulda, coulda, woulda, those shouldas are all shame. And that if we would just pause for a moment and realize that there is no shame in Christ, that he wants to cover all those shoulds with his blood, that his blood would 
give us comfort and peace to know that this is what he died for. This is what Jesus died for. This suffering, this pain, this horrible stuff that we have to go through sometimes. He didn't want us to experience that for all of eternity. And so he died to give us a life anew and a freedom that we can experience some of that peace today. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to have everything perfect and everything easy to walk through, but that promise is just something that we can realize that he knows our broken condition. He knows those unfair places where we might feel like we've been placed, and he wants to encourage us and comfort us and walk with us through them. In the article that I wrote, I do give a few different tips for making a plan, how to work ahead so that you can prepare for times that you might feel triggered like this around the holidays. And the thing I didn't realize is that those triggers are going to often be things that we're not even planning for. And more or less, the article doesn't talk about how to handle specific triggers as much as what kind of communication that you need to have in place so that if they do pop up, that you know you're supported. You know you're around people who can help. And if there's just one takeaway, something I didn't mention in the article, but just one thing that I want you to think about as you're listening to this episode and you're thinking about the holidays ahead, I want you to think firstly about talking to God about it. I think something that I forget in my prayers is oftentimes I come with this to-do list, like I've already got it figured out what I need, and yet I don't often just have conversation with God to say, God, this is how I'm feeling about this. I'm feeling scared about this. I feel like I want to be happy about this, but I'm actually really mad about this right now. And just laying it out there like I was talking to a best friend. I've done this recently, and God, I know it's just incredible to me how he listens. And I didn't have answers, but I did have peace. And then I knew what to do after that. I knew who I needed to talk to. I knew who I could say ahead of time, hey, I'm going through a hard time and I just need you to hear me. I don't need you to fix it. I just need to know that I'm heard. And that was enough. And so it may be the same as you prepare for the holidays, as you talk about the things you're not happy about with God, that you can be open with him and that in the peace of knowing that he's with you, that you may have some clarity about who can support you during this season, who you can vent to or talk to or create a plan, who might help you if you're cooking dinner this year or whatever your case might be, who can help you if you just are so incapacitated that you can't carry it on, who would be okay with sitting at your table eating a takeout meal instead of cooking a giant turkey because you might just not have energy for it this year. And that's okay. It's asking God, what should this holiday look like with you? If I don't if I feel judged or if I feel shameful about not being able to give my best effort at Thanksgiving or Christmas this year, God, what can I do instead? How can I do this differently to honor the season that I'm in? And I think that's what that verse in Ecclesiastes is all about, is just realizing that these things are a season. The joy I have in reading that is realizing it's not always going to be like this. It's not always going to feel that way. This year I will have my kids with me, but we're celebrating in a COVID year, so there won't be a turkey trot and there won't be some of those traditions, but it's okay. We'll find something new to mark this year and make this year and this season something that God can work in no matter what. As I wrap up today, there are a few things I do want you to think about in taking care of yourself this season. The first is counseling. I've talked on here several times about how counseling has been so helpful for me, and that's why I have a partnership with our sponsor, Faithful Counseling, to offer that opportunity to you. 
If you haven't yet checked it out, it's Christian counseling that you can do on your own time and your own schedule, and it all just works through an app on the go. You also can get a 10% discount on your first month if you go to getfaithful.com forward slash single mom. On top of that, I've also opened a new Facebook group, a private Facebook group called Beloved Collective, and it's growing every week, and it's full of women who are in the same space as you are, who are going through the struggles of life, but are always trying to look for the hope and look at what God is doing in this season. So if you want to join us for that, I hope you will. You just go over to Facebook and look for Agape Moms at Agape Moms, and then you can click on the groups tab there and request to join us. We're also available on Facebook or Instagram. And it's just some more inspirational things that I want to put into your daily scroll <laughs> so that you have some hope as you're going through this season. And again, that's Facebook or Instagram at Agape Moms. The one thing I just hope you know as you walk through not just this season of the holidays, but just the season of life is that you are seen and you are beloved by your Father. God loves you. God cares for you. And I do look forward to having you with me next time.